Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. He just let the opens play. Play a morning show thing. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Coach, good to see you. I'm not eating. That's true. They don't do that anymore. You know, I I give the hard time to the morning show a lot, and (laughs) deservedly so. They don't really eat on the air anymore. I'll give them that. I've not had that complaint in a long time. Slackers. What? They're slacking. Yeah. Um, Okay, Coach, good to see you. How are you? Doing fantastic, especially after Joe made such nice comments. I don't get that treatment many places. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. There's a lot of sucking up that goes on in this station. Nobody ever sucks up to us. Why can't we just, why do we have to say sucked up? Why can't we say just being nice and being pleasant? Respectful and appreciative? Yeah. Yeah, I could say that. I'm very respectful and appreciative of all of you. Thank you. Except for some of your viewpoints. That is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, we just talked to Hagen Smith and Coach Van Horn talked about Hagen Smith's role with the team, which obviously has been... King of the relievers. He's come in and uh, done a great job. And as he said, that's the best he's felt. It was obvious, Wes. We talked about it on Monday. I mean, you look at his performance on Friday against Tennessee. You could tell dude was locked in, feeling good, throwing good, and absolutely in command of uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. Dave Van Horn on his pitcher, who has tweaked his role this year and been effective in both. As a starter, the only issue that I see with him is you know, there's too many full counts, and he strikes out a lot of people. So he's gonna his pitch count's gonna get up, and you're looking at four or five innings a lot of times when we want him to go six or seven, pitch to contact. When he when he's in the relief, he knows he he knows when he comes in. I you know what do I need? I need nine outs. I need ten outs, and he just gets after it. And uh, I feel like his arm right now is in great shape. Where if we say you're gonna start. He can go 100 pitches. He can go 110 probably. And is that six innings, seven innings, five innings, whatever. So I, I like him in both roles. I mean, honestly, when he's standing on the mound, I feel really good. Um, I just, uh, you know, we just have to be really smart when we're going to bring him in if we bring him in in relief. And because uh, there's always another game. And if there's not, then he's starting it, the last one. Okay. So the only thing he hasn't done, Wes, is relieve himself and that would be impressive <laughs> uh, Hagen Smith went six innings and then uh, came on in relief for three innings more Hogs win what a great performance by Hagen Smith uh, the young guys have been good too uh, yesterday it was Adcock starting Fouch though is getting a lot of attention of late coach talked about him as well I love his stuff I think he throws a heavy fastball in the mid 90s he seems like he can spot it out there um, I think he got a little tired there in the eighth you know, he, he didn't throw a bunch of pitches the other day, but he still pitched in a very tough situation and, and did a great job. And, you know, he threw, I think he only threw nine pitches in the seventh. And then he, so he ended up throwing about 25 in the in the eighth. And that was plenty. That was his last hitter. If he didn't get him out, he was out. And uh, 
So that, that leaves him available for Friday, probably. You know, if we were left him in anymore, maybe Saturday, and we need him. Cody Adcock is an old head by Arkansas standards, a junior, 6'4", out of Texarkana. Started yesterday. Solid performance. But, you know, overall, our pitching was pretty good. Um, Cody Cody threw the ball good, threw, threw a lot of strikes. I think he was up to 50 pitches somewhere in there. And we could have left him in, but we just felt like if we left him in much longer, he wouldn't be able to pitch it probably till game three, which is Saturday. And, you know, if we didn't play till Friday, we might have left him another inning or two. But, you know, he threw good enough to, to gain, I think, he gained some confidence. We gained confidence in him, and that, that was good to see. Yeah, it was. Softball also rolling to victory yesterday, Wes. Yeah, Arkansas scored six in the sixth inning. They pulled away. They win the game 8-1 to one over uh, Texas A&M Commerce. It's a uh, school that has struggled this year. I think they had five, and 34. five games all season long, and Arkansas got off to a little bit of slow start, but then they started pounding the ball late and pulled away and got the win. It's Commerce in Commerce, Texas. Yes, kind of northeast Texas. I thought they north were, north Texas. I thought, I, thought, I thought they maybe I thought it was down a little further south. I thought Commerce was up high. I thought they I thought uh, Commerce was by Houston, but I could be I wrong. I thought they were uh, a school that the fact that we don't know tells you everything. I thought they were a school that really specialized in business commerce. Yes, it's a business school. It is. I think Wes is right. North. You're thinking of Corpus Christi. Well, I know Corpus. I've been there. Yeah, it's up. It's northeast of Dallas. Wes is right. No, yeah. it's in Hunt County. I thought. So. Yeah, I don't argue with Wes Texas about Texas guy. trivia. Texas, man. Like, Texan man. I always thought. I don't know what school. I'm, what's the school I'm thinking of that's down around Houston? I'm an idiot. Yeah, you drive. I mean, I'm on the way to Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Never noticed a commerce sign. I don't know. What, uh, you're thinking of Conroe. I think it used no. to be East no? Texas State. I know Conroe too. Maybe it used to be East Texas State. There's a Texas school down there, and I'm trying to think. I could be. There's a million Texas schools. That's yes. a dumb statement on okay. my part. Okay. Uh, baseball, Georgia. Softball is. Um, okay. Yeah. Good work. All right. Kentucky. Thank you, Christian. There's my go-to guy. That's why he's the wizard. <laughs> is that on the road or home? It's on the road in Lexington. Okay. That's right. There's nothing in Fayetteville. Real. I mean, I mean, it's the there opposite might be of something, Pig. but yeah. Uh, all the teams are gone next. Last weekend, weekend. was Woo Pig weekend. This weekend is Wear Pig weekend. <laughs> not here. Not here. That's where they are. Let me get JW in here, and then we'll uh, visit with Coach. Uh, got some good news on a very well-known player for all the wrong reasons in the NFL. We'll talk to Coach about that, among other things. What's up, JW? How are you? Man, I'm good. You sound amazing. <laughs> I gotta be you sound great. <laughs> I might be a little medicated. That'd be all right. So what I want, what I want to talk to you fellas about. Hey, get out my cheek too. Hey, listen. So, um, KJ Jackson. I don't know if you watched the the stuff on him about his championship game. I guess apparently the guy that he was going up against set all his state records. But in the second half, KJ Jackson went off for like ten uh, or twelve of fifty. I think it was 12 of 10 for like 350 yards and five touchdowns. 12 of 10? So my question, huh? It's good. <laughs> out, of, out of 10 passes, that's, and it was five touchdowns. So what I'm asking is, when is he going to be on coming on and when, when will he be inserting himself into the program? And where do you think he would line up? And with all these great quarterbacks coming in, I know this is just a, uh, man, it's so hard to think. Okay, so um, what are you taking right now? You got all these, you you got all these um, quarterbacks coming in that are so good. 
I know they're going to weed themselves out, mm-hmm. but who do you like out of all these that you've seen so far? Even if you if you watched anything on KJ Jackson, so I'll hang up and listen because I got to listen to you on the app. Y'all have a great day, guys. J W, nice. hang in there, buddy. I don't know if it's cold medicine or something stronger, but hang in there, buddy. Uh, lay off the Nyquil. Um, I read that he is going to Jackson. We're talking about graduate in December and be around for the spring practices next year, right? Right. Okay. Um, so that's the deal on him. I haven't seen a video on him. Have you? Uh, just highlights. Coach, have you seen anything on K.J. Jackson? I have not. Okay. Wes, thoughts on the highlights? Left-handed. So, first of all, that looks weird. Right. You know, left-handed quarterbacks just look weird. Sorry. Steve, I mean, even Jalen Hurts. That does look weird. I mean, there's been like eight really good NFL quarterbacks that are left-handed. This, is sure. get, this could get me a little hate. But I refuse to have a left-handed quarterback. Oh, there we oh go. Oh, my gosh. You're a handist. How I'm dare a- you? I love him playing receiver and everything else. First base? Yeah, love it. You know what's weird? Diggs is love a left-handed batter. Diggs, is it Diggs? No, it wasn't Diggs. Who was I watching the other day? I was watching the game the other day, and they had a left-handed right fielder, and I was like, I do not like that. It was very awkward trying to run over there and make a play. It wasn't Diggs. It was no. a, but I was maybe it was a major league game. But the guy had to make a long run to the left field line, yeah. or the right field line, rather, and he's a lefty, and so like he had to reach his glove like, all the way over. It was really awkward. Anyway, I was like, I need a right-handed yeah. right fielder. Well, that was far and few between when that happened. But and 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 I mean, lefties are a little weird. They're different. When, when the well, quarterback. This just the ball, if, if Freddie Knight was left-handed, he would have played. Kids have caught balls from right as their most people are right-handed. Yep. Most throwers are right-handed. They get ball. They're used to the ball spiraling a certain way. It is different when it's coming at you a different direction. Period. This is I've a very kids. Bet. Yeah, go I'm taking kids to camps. Where there's lefties throwing balls, you know, because everybody's throwing with everybody, they have trouble catching the ball with the left. You have to get used to it, really, really yeah. used to it. It is vastly different. It seems like a small thing. I know a couple coaches in the NFL, they will not have anyone but a left footed punter. So the ball's rotating differently when the guys catch it. They say mm. it's good for a couple of fumbles or muff punts mm-hmm. a year. That's a great point. Yeah. I remember the first time I caught a ball off a lefty, it was Jay Pickett. We were playing uh, in a uh, league game in intramurals in college, and I couldn't catch. A cold. And I was a pretty good receiver, I thought. I'm not going to compare myself to, like, elites. But it was the weirdest thing, and you wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal. It's, it's a different. huge deal. Yeah, it is. Bizarre. Your brain trains itself to watch the ball spiraling in because you're told to watch the ball till you catch it, till you tuck it away. And it sees something completely different, and I think you have a hesitant moment there right before you catch the football. My dad was left-handed. Well, he couldn't play quarterback for me. No, but I, I mean Bam! that's all I ever caught. <laughs> Bam! That's all I ever caught growing up oh, was from yeah, left hand. Yeah, and yeah. so when I got to school and, and, and catching, it was. Were you right-handed? Yep. You couldn't play quarterback for coach either. No, all right. No, anyway, I was moving. Right-handed. He could have. He's a big dude. No, I know. I'm just saying you couldn't arm. either. Though. Oh, yeah. I'm just joking. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, so you were used to it. All yeah. right. Um, all right. So what was the point of our conversation? I got you off track. Left-handed quarterback. Oh, oh for the okay. rest of the quarterback <laughs> room. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well, I mean, did you watch in the spring game highlights? I, I saw it. I don't remember. I wa- yes, of course I did. I just don't remember specifically him. Okay. I was focused on. The well, he didn't. Game. He wasn't there yet. So we, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, talking about Cade Fortin. I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah give me yeah, the thoughts yeah. on the guys. I, I thought Fortin looked exponentially better than he did last year. He made the throw of the day to Satania. Um, and then you know you're, I know you're real high on on Chris Well, and then I, I didn't I didn't get enough from the freshman. The two things that stood out is he fumbled a couple times, but he looked okay. I you mean, know, but it, it's fast. Hard, it's hard to evaluate in spring ball because to me they know they're not going to get hit. The world mm-hmm. changes, and and mm-hmm. I think that might have been a couple of the problems last year when we had guys subbing in. You get in there, you're never hit in practice, you're never hit in spring, you're never, and, and all of a sudden self preservation kicks in. Your body does not want to be hit, and as a quarterback. You can learn and go through all the drills you want. There's no footwork 
that stands in there until you make yourself do it in a live game when you really might get hit. I mm-hmm. mean, five, four, five, or six guys are coming to kill you. And it's hard to stand in there, keep your eyes downfield, not look at the defensive linemen. So, yes, they all look good in spring ball at, at times, at times. And, and you're right, the throw of the day went to, uh, you know, not the first or hopefully second team guy. But, again, you're doing that without the threat of being hit, where you can focus downfield, where you can get your footwork right. So I want to see them do it. I always had one live practice a spring. Let the guy get hit. Our spring game, quarterback can get hit. Tackle the ground or rep. We'd blow it kind of quick, but 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 we let him get tackled. I mean, you know, I just thought that was important to do, to let him learn what that's going to feel like, because otherwise he goes almost a year without being hit, without the threat of being hit when he's got to stand in there and throw the ball. And people say, well, you're risking injury. Really? One practice? I mean, he can't make If he can't make it through one practice, he ain't going to make it through the first game. Right. So, you know, we, we educated our guys. Don't go hit the guy low. Don't go hit him in the back. You know, if you've got a clean shot, if he's standing there, his back's to you, and you get past the – the blindside tackle. Don't go just put your Don't shoulder through his spine. <laughs> but go tackle him. Oh, and the, the, the team loves it. He loves it. The quarterbacks love it. The teams loves it. Because now he feels like one of them. Because in the locker room, I promise you, they're like, well, you know, get, call him a few names. You know, some of them may or may not start with letters after O. And now he gets a chance to he gets a chance to to go out there and be with them, and they want to run a little bit and get hit and all yeah. those things. But Weakling. it's real then. It's real then, and you can really see it. Now, good for them that they look good when you couldn't. Now, I'm I'm not being that way, but I, I I just I just know that it changes a little bit. So they didn't hit the quarterback in spring because they was talking about they were tackling and doing more of that stuff, but they still didn't. They tackled. They didn't. T- they didn't touch the quarterback. And the thing no. that bothered me was, and I'm not b- bothered. Not bothered. Excessive, yeah. but. There was a play, a couple of them, where like Chriswell got like that, like they touched his skin, and he's like, "Okay, he's dead." I'm like, "You ain't getting him down you like that." You ain't getting that guy down. I know that's what I don't like either. Now you're not letting them get pl- make plays on the move either. Mm-hmm. You're not letting them slide in the pocket. You're not letting them move inside the pocket or move outside the pocket because guys get close to him and they blow it dead. I remember Kevin Sumlin years ago when he had Johnny Manziel. They couldn't decide in the in the spring or in the fall who was going to be their starting quarterback, and they finally went with Manziel like right the week before the first game. Yeah, and then later on they were questioning, "How did you not? I mean, this is a Heisman Trophy guy. How did you not know?" And he's like, "We didn't let him get touched." Yeah, you think about Manziel, what he does, mm-hmm. running around making plays with it. He doesn't get to do that in the spring or in the fall. It's not until you get in the game that they finally see what they had. Yeah, in he him. didn't get to do what he was best at. Yeah, well, they didn't they touch him in the fall either. Most no, of the time. They didn't, not a lot, not a lot. You know, did you see the video going around this week? I should have had Christian grab the clip. It was actually really good. Merrill Hodge was, oh, it was yes. awesome. It awesome. was with, with Skip Bayless. Yes. I loved it. And they're going back and forth, and Merrill Hodge is basically saying, I wouldn't waste a first-round pick on this kid, and he's basically going to be a bust. And they're like, you've never been more wrong. Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless said, tore into you have never been more wrong. This kid will be an all-star. He said all the words all-star, pro all bowler, all-pro, all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, Merrill Hodge looks like a genius. Sure does. Got a but, gr- but he took a hard stand. It wasn't... Yeah. I just want. He went through reasons. Not I have questions. No. Yeah. This he dude ain't gonna make it. This guy gonna. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah. Merrill Hodge. If I was a GM in the NFL, yeah. I would have hired him as a consultant to find my quarterback. Even though he didn't play quarterback, he played right. fullback. I would have hired him to because he saw those things mm-hmm. and, and explained them, and and those are hard to see. What about footwork with KJ? Did you see any, anything there? There was some talk about that, and I know he loves his relationship with Enos. He's getting a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. He talked about after the game. 
uh, and really from the whole spring, technical, the technical side of what Enos brings. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's I think that's exactly right. I think Enos is more technical, and I, you know you can go either way. But the bottom line is, you've got to get them consistent at whatever you're doing that they can do to throw. You know, I'm training quarterbacks right now, and I'm trying to get their feet where they want them. So I train them in 500 different movements, going forward, going sideways, getting rushed from the back, an angle to the right, an angle where they've got to step up to the left, but then turning their hips and stuff. As long as the the player's comfortable. Now, some coaches try to go, you're going to do it my exact way, and some guys' bodies aren't built like that. Or they throw the ball a little further outside so it comes across and shifts their weight. You've got to get it consistent for sure, but where they can do it. Now, I don't know if Enos does that, if he allows them to. I think he does. I mean, if you go Bobby Petrino, he wants one, two, three. This is exactly what he wants. And if you can't do that, your throw's not going to be very good. But he'll make you consistent his way. Enos, I think, makes him consistent their way, which I think is a very good thing for KJ. And I, I think it'll be really good for Chris Well too. That's good for every quarterback. That's the way I think it should be done. I don't want to gloss over this. What is the difference in, in the way he teaches it versus what they've been through with Bryles? When you say he's he's maybe more technical, what is the difference? Uh, the difference is they re- I, I and, and and you know I don't, I don't want to shed a negative light. There's five thousand different ways to skin a cat to teach a quarterback, but my vision of of it is that. Enos works harder on the footwork of a quarterback uh, to get his feet set like they should be the moment for throw, to get his shoulders square if he's on the run or running sideways when you do throw. And and I think I think Browse lets them play around a little bit more, lets them do more of their own thing. A little bit of Patrick Mahomes type stuff, mm-hmm. except for there's not any Patrick Mahomes. Or Johnny Manziel, same kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, there's a couple that you can let them do. And if they prove to you that they can consistently hit that target from different arm angles and different shoulder levels and different going backwards diagonally, forwards diagonally, then you let them do that. You just really work on when they do throw a bad one, showing them on film, hey, look, this time, even though you were running sideways, you didn't get square before you threw it. And... I think that's the best way to do it. And because if you've got a guy that can do that, you let him do it. Because some guys can't, you know, think about Johnny Manziel. If he would have been playing under Petrino, say, a long time ago, Petrino especially. And, I, and I'm a big Bobby Petrino fan. I think the guy's a genius. But if he would have been sprinting out, Petrino may have early on in his career wanted him not to throw on the run, but to quickly turn, pivot his hips, set his feet, and then throw. Well, by that time, you may get hit in the back. And that's the difference. Some coaches want your feet lined up where your toes are down the field before you take that six-inch step and throw the football every time. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Bryles was way far the other way, and I think Enos is a, more in the middle of those two guys, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's going to – I think most quarterbacks like that better. Most quarterbacks like you to let them do whatever, like. But then when they realize that doesn't work – after you're done with them, then they're like, oh, this is good. And I do think that's a good thing for Minos. I think that's what he brings. I think you'll see. We saw some inaccuracy from KJ last year, whether it was in the pocket yeah. or on the move. Sometimes I would watch, because I study this, and everybody else in the world think it was boring, but I would rewatch and watch his feet. And sometimes he's thinking about running, takes a couple steps up, doesn't reset his front foot, opens his step, so he's stepping 45 degrees left of his target and throwing across his body. Then your brain's having a guess. It's not the momentum of your body. And I know that sounds technical, but I think Enos will help fix that. The super high percentage 
relatively easy throws oftentimes are the ones he missed to me. We talked about that a lot last year. Because yeah. I'm like, well, the percentages are there. But you're right. You looked at, you know, maybe he's at 68% or whatever. Could easily been at 75 if he's hitting those throws, which, I mean, let's be honest, like most of us are hitting those passes. Yeah, and, and, and they're I like five yard passes where there's not a brusher in her face. The problem with a guy, and it's not a problem. The the goal, the task with a guy like KJ that can run very well, you don't want to stop him from running because he's good at that. He makes good yards. He does a lot of things. Now you want to teach him to get down and get out of bounds so he doesn't get hit and can't play next week. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is sometimes KJ wanted to run. I think he missed those short throws when he thought he was about to run. Saw the defender come and take a step to him. The guy's open six, seven yards downfield, and now he's not set, and he just turned and tried to flick it, mm-hmm. and he's not great at that. He hasn't either done it enough in practice or he can't do that and needs to quickly turn and get his feet set and throw, and that's what I think the difference is, and I think it'll be with Enos. I think you'll see that percentage go up. Now, we can't compare percentages because Enos may be more of an intermediate thrower, and you're throwing a little further mm-hmm. down the field, lower percentage yeah. plays, but higher yards per attempt. We can't say his percentage is going to be better, but his percentage when a guy is open, I do think will be better. Okay. Take a break. We'll come back talk a little NFL with Coach Kelly. Joe Klein is. I'm going, man. Goodbye, Joe. You got your time with Coach Kelly. I'm glad yeah, you guys. I got my half hour. Give him, give him a hug Thank and get you. out of here. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right. I'm going to tell my wife to go get some corkies because uh, <laughs> You know what? One hand washes the other. Make it a corkies night. You might. It's good. You should. Uh, in the closet? Yes, in the closet, Joe. Tell Dana hello from us. It's 11.30. We'll take a break. When we come back. Weird.